This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Wednesday, 24 May, Year of Alert 2023. Uh, we're going to go from one firebrand to two more. I want to go to uh, Michelle Bachman, Congressman Michelle Bachman uh, in Geneva. Congressman MTG just gave you a huge shout-out as being one of the great fighters out there. She wishes she was with you shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder, uh, in, uh, in Geneva. She'll be there next time. She's fighting this debt ceiling right now. Give us an update, ma'am. Well, what we need everyone in Congress and the Senate to do, quite frankly, is get the United States out of the World Health Organization. And I appreciate the defunding. That's a great thing that Donald Trump did. But we also need to follow Donald Trump's example and get the United States out. It's the only way we're going to get away from their plans to create a platform for global governance. Today uh, was the Sustainable Roundtable at the World Health Assembly on climate change. <laughs> And so, believe it or not, the centerpiece of today was forcing all these delegates to listen to none other than John Kerry from the United States. He was in, introduced by his daughter, uh, Dr. Vanessa Kerry, who, by the way, is the head of the Global Seed Foundation. And uh, she is a recipient of millions of dollars from the uh, Clinton uh, Health Initiative. So all this, there's this incestuous relationship of organizations and money. But the big thing today is this. The head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Gebrasius, said that the climate crisis is a health crisis. He said the climate crisis is their priority. Climate is the number one mission of Healthcare. So they, they, one of the doctors in charge of the environment and climate at the World Health Organization said very clearly that we were focused on infectious diseases, but now we're going to be moving away from infectious diseases and we're going to focus now on climate change. So, the, so all of these climate change people who saw they were going to establish global government through climate change now they see after the pandemic, and that works so well for the World Health Organization to try to control people's lives. Now they see that the, the platform, if you will, for global government is coming through healthcare. So the climate change people are jumping square in. They were given the centerpiece stool today, if you will. They were all cheered by uh, the, the head, Tedros Gebrasius, saying the same thing that John Kerry was saying. And John Kerry said, well, I never thought about health care before. I never thought health care had anything to do with climate change until my daughter, Vanessa, his 46-year-old daughter, taught him to uh, turn on the light bulb and realize that really... Uh, the centerpiece of healthcare is ch climate change, and that climate change causes the healthcare problems in the world. 
That's what was stated today. So now what we're seeing is once again, our old friend climate change is going to be one of the drivers of decision making at the World Health Organization. So when I spoke to you before about the One Health Initiative, meaning that the criterion for decision-making on healthcare decisions in the future will be based upon the environment, humans, and animals. In other words, humans equal cockroaches, equal dirt. So it will be whatever they see with climate change, whether it's racism, whether it's poverty, whether it's uh, lack of uh, food, they talked a lot about food security today. So in other words, we're going to be eating bugs because it's better for the earth if we eat bugs. I'm telling you, that whole climate change thing was here front center on deck. And they had the current head of the upcoming uh, COP. 28, his Mr. Adnan Z. Admin, he was there praising John Kerry, praising Dr. Vanessa Kerry, and saying that at the next at the at the next COP, COP meeting that will meet at the United Arab Emirate, they're going to set aside an entire day on healthcare. We've never done that before, but now they're joining forces with this control over global health, with control over global climate. And they're going to merge climate and healthcare, and that's the platform. So the climate people are bursting through the WHO and saying, hey, it's okay. We're going to take global government from here. So you can have the name front, World Health Organization, but we, the climate change people, are going to call the shots. That's what happened today. And tomorrow, the video of this should be available at who.int. And then look at the 76th World Health Assembly, and you too can be entertained by the words of Dr. Vanessa and Jer and uh, John Kerry. I want to I want to focus on a second since you had Kerry today with the climate change trying to make the connection, and then how much because this is all done under the cover of night. The U.S. media is not really yeah. covering this, but I want you to tell the no, American people right now how much here. the United States. Not for reason, but how much is the United States driving the climate agenda, driving this pandemic treaty agenda? How much is the United States the driving force in back of this? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The United States is the aggressive force that is pushing this garbage at the World Health Organization, World Health Assembly today. But we are also pushing the climate change agenda. So we are pushing to create, unbelievably, to create this platform for global go governance, to be headquartered here in Geneva, Switzerland, by the way. This is where they, because all of the mega centers of power are here, World Economic Forums here, World Global World Health, global, World Trade, uh, all the financial deals, the oil deals. I mean, it's all done in this magnificently beautiful city, again, where uh, Julius Caesar made his name and expanded the Roman Empire. They want to reconstitute a Roman Empire here once again in Geneva in the future for global government. But we learned today a big key, Steve, and that's that climate change has pushed, pushed its way to the fore of the healthcare agenda. So I heard nothing today about healthcare or science or statistics. It was all propaganda today. Remember, John Kerry is no scientist. We didn't hear anything about science, nothing about medicine. We heard propaganda about the new global governance. They constantly say that 
words over and over. They drip equity, inclusion, and we're going to strengthen the global architecture of the global healthcare system. But now health uh, climate crisis is the number one problem in healthcare. That's the words of Tedros Gebrasis, the director general of the WHO today. How much does these uh, delegates throughout the world, these countries of the world, they, they're looking to the, the intellectual leadership is obviously coming from the United States as they drive the agenda. What about the financial and, and cash and capital commitment? Where is that going to come from? Well, they just increased all the member dues by 20 percent. But the United States is always there with the checkbook. Uh, Secretary Xavier Baceras, who was here on the first day, said that uh, we are in. We've given 450 million. I got another check today for 250 million. We're going to be in for 1.6 billion. You and I both know when it comes to the United States government, 1.6 billion is equals about a sneeze. It isn't that much money out of their checkbook. So this thing is going to ramp up and this thing is going to grow. And I'm going to say something that is only my opinion and I'm only speculating. But I will tell you, I've had a sneaking suspicion for a long time. All these billions and billions that are going over to Ukraine. I just wonder if some of this isn't being siphoned off to pay for the financing to create this global governance superstructure through the World Health Organization and through this global, uh, this global cl- uh, climate crisis agenda. They're, they need money. Well, it They're makes getting sense. the money, and it's going to come from us. This is why we demanded audits. This is why we're demanding Yellen. There's no transparency in, the, in this regime. They no. completely hide the no. football. If you, if, you were to come, if you were to come back, and we've got to set this up, if you were to come back... <laughs> Go ahead. If, if, if you were to come back, given we're in a, in, a, in a debt ceiling and spending crisis right now, we're arguing, yeah. you see the additional billions and hundreds of billions they're committing to over there that are not even in the budgets right now. If you were to come back and present to the House, to your former colleagues, walk me through your presentation of, of what the U.S. regime is over there with no authority. They haven't, there's been no presentations to Congress about that. Kerry hasn't come and talked to anybody yeah. about this. No, nobody's talked about the, nobody's talked about the World Health Organization. It's complete crickets over here. They're trying to jam this through with nobody looking at it. That's where we're covering it wall to wall. Walk through, Congressman Bachman, what would you tell your colleagues? I would tell them, number one, don't even talk to Joe Biden until he agrees to pull the United States out of the World Health Organization. Number one, you, you pull it out, then we'll start the negotiations. You begin there for this reason. They already have a pandemic treaty here that they're looking at, that they're working on. It's already written out. They already have 300 amendments to the international health rules where they're going to turn the organization from advisory to this will be the world government organization. They need to understand we aren't living under what we learned in our school books about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We're living in an era where the treasonous people who are running our government are trying to build a global government. They're trying to give our sovereignty and they're trying to encourage, this is even worse, they're trying to encourage all 194 member nations to give their sovereignty over to a bum organization like the World Health Organization, driven by the climate change agenda. And this will be billions of dollars out of our treasury 
because of the word equity, 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 inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. It's our treasury money that will come in to this global governance, and this will be used for the funding. So are we going to get richer? We're going to get miserable and poor because our revenues are going to go into this unending pot of money. Because I'm telling you, I saw the delegates. I was with them. They all believe without a shadow of a doubt they're going to have American-style health care, and it's going to be equity, equity. And so we are going to be paying for the whole world to have what we have at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. That's what their thinking is. That's what they're led to believe. And I will tell you, I don't know if I've said this yet, the same pre-COVID narrative, that's what I'm hearing here. You would never think we went through what we went through with the pandemic. You'd never have a, a, even a sense of that. They haven't talked one word about vaccines or adverse reactions or any of the other problems that we have or the problems with lockdowns or the problems with masking. You haven't heard one thing about that. What you've heard here is a doubling down on all the mistakes that the World Health Organization made. Oh, they're planning to double down and do more of the same and dish it out. <laughs> and one year from this week is when they plan to pass it. And I'm telling you, there wasn't one ounce of dissent. Not I, This is my seventh day here. There hasn't been one word of a dis dissent by any delegate, certainly not the United States. I sent to your producer a photo that Tedros Gebracious, the uh, director general of the WHO, he has a picture of himself with our U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. His arm is around Xavier Becerra's saying, this is my guy. This is my friend. We're, we're working on the pandemic treaty. We're working on the amendments to the international health rules. We are all, the, I, I want to thank him that America is all committed and we are going to get this done. So all I can say to you, America, and to the United States Congress, is unless we register some dissent, unless Congress finally gets off their hind legs and says, get us out of the World Health Organization, this is going to be done from a, a year from now. They're going to do a simulation this fall based upon the proposed pandemic treaty and based upon these proposed amendments. They're going to do a simulation this fall acting under as though this is already a done deal, but a year from now, they plan implementation. So just be prepared. If they take another bioweapon and release it, oh, this will be done. Congress, Congressman Bachman, just hang on. We're going to come back to Geneva. we got Nora Bin Laden, Congressman Michelle Bachman. We're going to return to Geneva in just a moment. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple of weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, in our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it 
in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um... The polling on the debt is 60% of the American people say that the debt ceiling should only be increased with cuts to spending. 60%. 45% of Democrats. Okay? That's how much support we have. 15% say, just let's default. We're tired of this nonsense of spending. That's what it takes to get control. That means 75% of the American people would say, just default or I need big spending cuts. We've never had an issue where they have our back on this. Make sure you go to birchgold.com. If you're a little nervous about what you're hearing in the show, and you should be, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Totally free, the end of the dollar empire. Make sure you download this, particularly the third installment, totally free, which is the debt trap. We talked to everything. You're part of the creditors committee. You're changing the direction of human history here, this audience. Make sure you download it. Make sure you read it over Memorial Day weekend. Also, talk to Philip Patrick or the guys. Ask them the question, why are the central banks of the world, particularly the BRICS, the people that have the resources, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, all sub-Saharan Africa, the Middle East, why are they all buying gold, their central banks buying gold and other precious metals at record rates? Just ask them and check it out. You need to remember, this is all about self-reliance and taking care of yourself and put thinking through these issues. Then go think it through. Congressman Bachman, I know you got to bounce for just one more time. You're saying in these debt ceiling uh, and spending negotiations that are taking place, and by the way, Kevin McCarthy is going to be live at 1145. We're going to go to that. Uh, you're saying add right now, with full withdrawal from the World Health Organization and in the appropriations process, cut all the money. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, 100%. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even agree to meet with Joe Biden until he removes us from the World Health Organization and we zeroed out budgeting. Zeroing it out budgeting, honestly, won't do anything because they'll find money from other sources to fill that hole. We've got to get out of the World Health Organization. So two things. Number one, every House member, need, Republican, needs to sing off the same page. Get the United States out of the World Health Organization. But most importantly, the United States Senate needs to pull this pandemic treaty into the Senate now. You've got our American negotiators negotiating this treaty now. They're here in Geneva negotiating it. Why isn't it sitting in the U.S. Senate where our senators are looking at this treaty? They've never even been served a copy of it. 
We don't even have the current amendments from the World Health Organization. Everybody's been scrambling. Supposedly, delegates got them on Friday. The public hasn't. This is a completely non-transparent project. The whole pandemic treaty was negotiated behind closed doors. We don't even have the current amendments that they're working off of. We have the ones from February. So this is a completely shadowy process. So it's got to stop. And this is where Kevin McCarthy can can do that. He can say, we, are, we aren't even going to negotiate on debt ceiling until you get us out of the WHO because they've lied to us. They've lied to us. And now they're trying to bring this deceit home so you can start there. But the Senate has got to get to work and they've got to bring this pandemic treaty in, whether they can get a real hearing from Chuck Schumer or they have to hold their own hearing in a side room. They got to have a hearing on this. It's that consequential. Uh, Congressman, where do people go to uh, connect with you? What's your email address? Sure. Yeah, I'm the dean at Regent University, the dean of the School of Government. So Michelle Bachman, Regent University in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So it's R-E-G-E-N-T, just regent.edu. Type in Michelle Bachman, one L, two Ns. You'll find me and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. And also you can always go to James Rogalski's site, which is exitthewho.com, stopthewho.com. Great information there. We're going to have Brother Rogalski is going to be on uh, tomorrow morning on the show uh, to go through his whole. He's actually launching a bunch of new content. Uh, Congressman Bachman, Dean Bachman, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here live from Geneva. Thank you. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Uh, right now, get a full understanding of precious metals. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Get all the information, all the free information we put up there, and make sure you talk to one of Philip Patrick's folks right now. Let me go to um, uh, in Geneva, Nor Ben Laden. Nor uh, connect the dots here. This is this is a very shadowy. It's a beautiful city. It's a city as as Michelle Bachman said. Julius Caesar was by the lake fighting the Swiss thousands of years ago. It's been important in world history since that time. But it's got a it's got a real shadowy underpinning to it. Walk us through that, ma'am. Yes, I'd just like to start by saying what a brilliant presentation by Congressman Bachman on uh, day four here at the World Health Assembly uh, at the United Nations for the WHO's annual uh, meeting. And of the agenda or overall, um, Congressman Bachman is completely right. Both uh, health emergencies uh, slash pandemics and climate change are the two Trojan horses that are being used to justify the implementation of this world government and this global infrastructure to which we will all be beholden to. Um, and one important point I wanted to add to the brilliant reporting of, uh, of Ms. Bachman is that it's so ironic. You know, you just mentioned Geneva being this very specific place. And I said it on the show the other day. Geneva was selected by the globalists a very long time ago. We can go back to the early 1800s uh, during the Congress of Vienna and later on in the 19th century, the first true international organization project was the Red Cross, uh, founded by Henri Dunant in 1863, followed by in the early um, 1920s, you know, the League of Nations, which, which we've discussed many times before, and what's interesting is that yesterday here at the World Health Assembly, a new partnership was announced 
between the WHO and the Rockefeller Foundation. Now, this is very important because it touches on exactly what um, Congressman Bachman said. The name of this partnership, I have it right here. Um, what they're calling it is the Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Foundation and World Health Organization Partnership to Expand Global Pandemic Preparedness in an Era of Climate Change. And they will be focused on collaborating on genomic surveillance, pathogen detection tools, and climate-related threats. Now, what I'd like to say is coming back to the history of all of this, in 1920, in the 1920s, the Rockefeller Foundation was the very motor of the League of Nations international health body, the predecessor to the World Health Organization. And so they've been working on this infrastructure, but also on this narrative that nation states are not equipped to be able to uh, handle and respond to international health threats. And this is the justification that they are using since a hundred plus years to further their goal and step-by-step step implement this new world order. It all ties together and Geneva is at the epicenter of this. Nor, as one of the biggest supporters of the United States of America from Europe and really throughout the world, someone that admires our system, admires our country, admires our citizens, is Michelle Bachman right? As you, because you're in the heart of it, and and you live this, and this is why you know so much. You've been so great in, in Davos and in Geneva. Is it also? Is it your recommendation that we follow what Michelle Bachman says and make it part of this debt ceiling that we must pull out of the, the World Health Organization? Do you see any way for us to work on this at all and try to reform it or actually make this treaty work in any way, shape, or form, or should we just withdraw? Michelle Bachmann is 100% right, and we have to go a step further. You know, there are some people that say, oh, the WHO changed or it was taken over, and I don't agree with that. When you look at the history of things, these institutions were set up by these Malthusian psycho freaks, as I call them, for this very purpose. And they have shrouded their agenda behind these lofty, uh, noble ideals of protecting mankind and uh, and uh, providing health for everyone, but these are lies. They are not at all here for the benefit of humanity. And the founders knew exactly what they were doing when they were setting up these institutions, these international organizations, and they are working hand in hand with industry. In fact, the WHO is industry if you look at it from the very inception of this organization, of this weaponized organization that is only here to enslave us, as many of these other organizations, international organizations are. Um, and we have to go a step further. We have to exit all of these globalist institutions that are here for the sole purpose of eradicating the nation state, eradicating nation sovereignty and eradicating individual's independence in any shape or form, whether it comes to our health coverage, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, they want us hooked up to their grid and they want to control every element of our lives. And they are on the brink of materializing this infrastructure. We are at the latest stages of this plan 
And with the advent of the Internet of Things, with 5G, with the sophistication of uh, devices, with the CBDCs, they are on the brink of um, uh, constructing these digital jails in which we will be held. And part of stopping this is exiting the hoop. Noor, just hang on. Noor Bin Laden is live in Geneva. Uh, We just had Michelle Bachman on the World Health Organization, the World Health Assembly, these other apparatuses. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return. we got Kevin McCarthy. I think we're going to go live. We're going to try to get in Kerry Lake. we got a lot to get to with 30 minutes left. We're going to try to get it all in. We may have to juggle some because the debt ceiling is upon us. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. For the games you want to play. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared? for things to get worse, because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day for energy during tough times. Get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. We have a lot to get to. I understand. I think McCarthy's going to come out and say, hey, they're going to go back uh, and start negotiating this afternoon. Look, number one, they just got to get the numbers, right? Let's see the math first and negotiate off some reality. Uh, 202-225-3121. Make sure you're making a call right now. So when the Speaker McCarthy comes out here, make sure, hey, hold the line, Speaker McCarthy. Don't get deal happy. Uh, we've got a deal on the table. Tell you know We're not backing off that deal one inch. Uh, 202-225-3121. Okay, I got a lot to go through for this audience. Number one, Chris Hoare. Chris Hoare from the Satellite Phone Store. And this is how responsive they are to this audience. Chris, there's just some announcement. They're handing out 50 satellite phones to U.S. Senators. They haven't been clear about why they handed U.S. Senators 50 satellite phones. Okay, just happened the other day. Big story in all the, all the press here. Uh, 
tell me what Satellite Store is going to do for the War Room audience to, to match that, sir. Well, we don't think that uh, senators should be the only ones who should be safe in an emergency. So, Steve, at sat123.com today, we've got uh, a free satellite phone with activation, the Iridium 9555, and a free Garmin smartwatch as well, a Forerunner 45, uh, so you can get all your text and information right on your phone. It also measures your health data and so on. But uh, all free today with activation, Steve, at just $99 a month, and you get 100 minutes or text included with that. And uh, you can go to sat123.com or call us at 941-955-1020. And uh, this uh, deal is only good for the first 50 people that sign up. Say a free Garmin smartwatch to connect to your phone and a free Iridium 9555 sat phone. So you'll always be able to stay in communication if something happens. And look, they're probably giving these out for yeah. a reason. They need their senators to be prepared. So we want to. Uh, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's not acceptable just to give them to senators. And leave everybody else hanging. I just want to know, you know, for folks, we've generated on the show 45,000, and now I think it's going to 50,000 co-signers of the impeachmentteam.com. It's every time we have Chris on here with the satellite store, because it's not easy to get these phones, they blow out in the minute, and that's why we love them coming and just giving specials for the war room. Once again, Chris, where do people go? You only got 50. You're able to match what the Senate got. And it's kind of weird they haven't come out and told us exactly. I mean, we know why, because Chris Hoare tells you why you need a satellite phone. But walk through again of how to get the your Iridium and what else you're throwing in there. So, again, you're getting the free Iridium 9555 uh, with activation, the free sat phone. This will work anywhere on Earth, no matter what's going on on the ground. Power's out, cell towers are down. This phone's going to work. You go to sat 123.com, that's S-A-T 123.com, or call us at 941-955-1020. It's 941-955-1020, Steve. And when, you, and when they call, you've got, you've got people there that walk them through all the details? Yeah, we got uh, very. Uh, we got a great customer service team, full English speaking, and uh, they can help you uh, sign up. They can help you choose the right plan. We have family plans. So you can keep your family yeah. safe as well. And uh, yeah, uh, brother, thank you very much. Let's everybody go hit it right now. There's going to be fifty, and trust me, they'll be gone quickly as they always are. Thank Chris Horp, uh and thanks the team over there at Satellite uh, Phone Store for doing this. We're going to get more into that, why they gave the 50 senators these sat phones, right? Quite interesting. Um, I want to bring in Matthew Cox now, who is one of the biggest cyber criminals ever. Here's what, in these debt negotiations, we tell you to go to be checking out Birch Gold all the time. It's totally free. Make sure you get all the information. The And this is why we're so big on this June 1st number. And we now Yellen's coming out saying, well, you know, we should be basically – you know, broke, uh, but I don't know. We need to see the numbers. We need to see the numbers. But one thing I can tell you, decisions are being made over the next couple of weeks, and this audience is so important to hold the line, that are going to impact this country for decades to come. Remember, Biden's deal, he wants to kick, he doesn't want, even the one we've offered, which gives him a three and a half dollars and kicks it to April and May of next year in the middle of the presidential election, they want to do it after inauguration of 2025. That's four trillion, another four trillion dollars on top of the thirty-two minimum, four trillion, four trillion. You have to start focusing on yourself. Eighty percent to ninety percent of your net worth right now is tied up in your house. Under no circumstances, with all of this cyber. And by the way, the Ukraine war has shown us this, and what's happening in the South China Sea and around Taiwan. The first order of battle now is cyber. It's the information in cyber, and you can't. You're a combatant. 
you don't think they think that the war room posse is engaged in this when they see that you're the number one uh, to stop uh, the madness with the Chinese Communist Party, right? That you're the number one thing to say, hey, cut the money to Ukraine. They consider you an enemy combatant. So in today's world, Matthew, it's so tell how easy it is for somebody to go in on this rudimentary system we have throughout the country of getting somebody's uh, title to their comb taking out a second mortgage of a couple of hundred thousand bucks, have a bank, give the money, the bad guys take it. You, you get in the mail um, three months later, hey, you're late on your payment of your new $200,000 second mortgage. Tell us how easy that is to do. It, it, frighteningly easy. I mean, if, if, if I really had the time to go through how easy it is, it's a few, it's downloading a few documents and signatures. It is, the system is accessible to every single person that can either walk into public records or even pull it up online. If you've got a computer, you can get access to everybody's home warranty deed, their mortgage. You could satisfy their mortgage. You could transfer their house. You could borrow money against their house. Super easy. And and it's becoming more and more prevalent all the time. It's not going away. In, in fact, I just spoke with the Hillsborough County uh, Sheriff's Department's Financial Crimes Division, just had me in for, uh, I've, I've met with them several times. They just had me in about a month ago to talk with their um, financial crimes detectives because there's been such a rash of these things happening in the local counties in, in Florida alone. I mean, it's everywhere, but in Florida alone, it's blowing up. When, when when they take the second mortgage and they take the cash and you're stuck with the high interest rates in, in the payment of the 200000 bucks, talk about the process real quickly. The banks, if you call off and say, hey, that's a mistake, somebody did that, the banks just sit there and go, okay, fine, our bad, we'll eat it. That, that's not the world we live in, correct? No, that's not what happens at all. First of all, it, what if I took it out? What if I went to your house, satisfied the mortgage on your house, assuming you have one, and I borrowed – a mortgage for two, three, four hundred thousand, even fifty thousand dollars on your house as Steve Bannon. Now you call up and you say, Oh, I didn't do that. Sure, you didn't. No, no, that wasn't me. Sure, exactly. it wasn't. We believe you. We'll exactly. take that off of your no, they're gonna start foreclosing. You have to file documents, you have to prove that you weren't involved. Hopefully, the police can catch the perpetrator, which almost never happens. And then they have to work with you to try and stop it from the bank. And you don't have the time to do this. Like if you can even for the lawyer, right? Yeah. You have to, this is something you're an enemy combatant. And remember these cyber crimes, the financial crimes units of these police departments are big, but they're, they're overwhelmed. They can't track this. I'm the most sophisticated. Where do they go? Where do you go to home title lock? Where do they go, Matt? Matthew was the, 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 the top bad guy. Where do they go right now to protect themselves? HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, it's super easy to, to show, I mean, to, um, to sign up. It's like a less than, a, I think it's like a dollar a day or less than a dollar a day. Uh, there are multiple packages. It depends on what package you want. And mm-hmm. the great thing about Home Title Lock is if this were to happen, one, you'd be notified. And the second thing is, they would give you an attorney that would take care of the problem. And that's a, that's a huge, huge benefit. 
because you just nobody has time to 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 handle these things and they're just not equipped to do it. You need an attorney that will represent you exactly. and fix the problem. No. Okay. And you know, the and everybody got to fix it. Just go to home title. Yeah. Right. I was going to say go, everybody go to home title lock and just check out the You go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I I was trying to say that everyone has protection on their credit cards, but nobody the largest purchase the largest investment in most families in the United States is their home and nobody protects themselves. This, this is the key point. 90% of your net worth. And we're going to go through some turbulent times. You're going to, you're going to, that equity in your home, you're going to be rubbing up on it. Trust me. And you do not want to expose yourself. One more time. HomeTitleLock.com. Home uh, Matthew, oh. thank you so much. And make sure, make sure you make sure, make sure you get all the, he just came to the sticks. Uh, I, I tell you what, we got to bounce. Uh, HomeTitleLock.com, go check it out right now. Matthew Cox, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Yes, sir. Thank Is you. McCarthy speaking. Yes, sir. Thank Let's go ahead and flip. Let's go ahead and flip right now to uh, Speaker McCarthy at the sticks. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. He was going to follow the president's lead. I went down to meet with the president right after becoming speaker, as you all know, on February 1st. I said, let's sit down. Let's work together. The Democrats, they could have lifted the debt ceiling prior to me becoming speaker. They knew the outcome of the election already. They knew we were taking power. They passed an omnibus bill, but they decided not to do the rising of the debt ceiling, even though they thought people should just raise it cleanly. Speaking with the president, I told him two things. We'll not raise taxes. Why? Because we got more revenue coming in to our coffers at any time in American history. The problem is the Democrats had been in power and they increased the amount of spending to the highest level we've ever had at any time in American history, especially to GDP. And now we have the highest debt at any time to American history. So I just think it's common sense, it's reasonable and it's rational that we spend less next year than we spend this year. Every household would do this. We have money that sits out there, COVID, it's been appropriate that hasn't been used. 
We now know the damage that the Democrats have done in the majority when they spent that extra $6 trillion. It brought us inflation, harming every single family, made us more dependent upon China. It created three of the largest four bank failures in American history in the last couple months. We cannot continue down this path. But the president waited 97 days, not even to talk to me. He could have spoken to me, said we were wrong on other angles, but he didn't. And now we're eight days away from Biden having default. I don't want that to happen. That's why the Republicans in the House in April lifted the debt ceiling with common sense, sensible things, that pulling the COVID money back, work requirements, they let people go back to work, help our supply chain, make us less dependent on China, and more importantly, people working than they're paying into Social Security and Medicare, making those two entities stronger. And then making us stronger in our energy field where we're cutting the red tape, where we could build things in America again, putting people back to work. That's reasonable. That's rational. But it sits in the Senate. But if the president waits too long, he can always take that up. You said yes. finish the negotiations. Have you, has there been appreciable progress over the last Look, there, there's differences. We know where it's at. You have to spend less than you spent last year. That's not that difficult to do. But in Washington, somehow, that is a problem. They have increased spending with the Democrats in the majority on discretionary spending by more than 33%. No household's been able to afford to do that. We can find waste. We can eliminate that. The president eliminated a lot of places that we can't talk about, so I've got a short area to do it, but we found a reasonable way to do it. Mr. So it's not Speaker. that... Look, I think we can make progress today. I'm hoping that we can make progress. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, what do you say to those who believe you can't get to yes because so many members of your conference won't accept anything less than the bill you've already passed? <laughs> They're wrong. You know, you underestimated me the whole time. The one thing you should learn for me, I will never give up for the American people. Those are the people I'm looking at. Can we get to yes? Yes. We passed a bill. The no Democrats. You need a bipartisan bill now. So Can you, you get to so yes you on a deal so that you will just, take Democrats? Thank you, because you just identified the problem. No Democrats. So every Democrat voted against raising the debt ceiling. Nothing has happened in the Senate. I'm not a senator. I don't control the Senate. Why didn't they pass something? The president, he didn't talk to us for 97 days. So don't blame me for reaching out to the Democrats, for begging the president to meet with me, or trying to find it. And don't blame us, Republicans, when we put a reasonable bill together that we actually took Democrats' ideas. So when we put spending for government and increase it 1% each year to cap it, so the slow of growth of government, so the economy can catch up, that was a Democrat idea. When we put work requirements in to help people get a job, that's something Senator Biden voted for and President Clinton signed into law. That was a Democrat-supported idea, too. So it's not my fault that the Democrats today have become so extreme, so far to the socialist wing, that they are now opposed to work requirements, that they are now opposed to saving one dollar less than you spent the year before. That, to me, really seems that the problem are the Democrats. Mr. Speaker, but the White House says they're trying to meet you halfway. So, I mean, at this stage of the game, since you are at loggerheads, what is the off-ramp here? Look, the off-ramp here is to solve the problem, to spend less than we spent last year. That's not that difficult. They still want to spend more. You cannot do that. No household would do that. Look, I, I explained, I explained this before. I explained this before. 
Well, they don't have a plan. They never passed anything. So, and you can't spend more money the next year than you spent this year. Look, I've explained this before. A debt ceiling, so the American people understand, is having a credit card. You raised and you hit the limit. So year after year, you just kept raising the limit. So you're paying more interest. So now in America, 17 cents out of every dollar comes in just goes to interest. But now you owe so much on your credit card. You have to pay it. But you owe more than you make in an entire year. So now for America, we owe more on our debt than our whole economy is worth. 20% more. So should you just raise the debt limit? Or should you literally think, let's eliminate some waste. If we had spent money, billions of dollars, for a pandemic that the money has sat there for two years, pull it back. If we can have a provision to help people find jobs, let's do that. If we can find a way that cut red tape to let people go back and build things in America and make us energy independent and not beholden to China, let's do that. That's all we're asking. We're being reasonable. Yes. The fact that you're going to need Democratic votes, probably in the House, definitely in the Senate. You have a Democrat in the White House. Why not offer a single concession beyond saying we're not going to default? We've offered a lot of concessions. The cap on the spending is a Democrat idea. The work, the work requirement was a Democrat idea. The time. I can't help it if the Democrats have become so extreme and now is a party of Bernie Sanders than the party where Joe Biden was elected. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He is the head Democrat. But if AOC and Bernie Sanders is going to run their party, that's not my fault. I'm not even sure Bernie Sanders is a registered Democrat. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, if the president does not agree to exactly what you want, are you willing to blow past this? Okay, first of all, your premise of your question is all wrong. When have I ever said you have to agree to 100% of what I want? All I've ever said to the president from February 1st, let's talk. There's only a couple things I will not do, Mr. President. I will not raise taxes. Why? Because we are bringing more revenue in, even to the GDP, not just to the 50-year average, but the history of America. Only two other times have we brought in 20% of the GDP. 1944 and 2000. I will not put a clean debt ceiling on the floor. Why? Because we've spent more than we've ever spent before and we have the highest debt than we ever had before. I just don't think that's right. But no, let me finish the question. And then I said to the president, but everything else is on the table. For 97 days, he wouldn't talk to me. So we passed the bill. We're not getting everything in our bill. I'm negotiating with the president. We passed a bill that raised the debt ceiling. If I did what you're saying, we wouldn't be talking. But, but I sit and I'm sitting and sending our negotiation team down with theirs, who is, their team is highly respected on both sides of the aisle. They know this House and Senate well, and I know together. And maybe you discounted me too. I didn't win speaker on the first vote. It took 15 rounds. Mr. And you know what? I think we're stronger for it. And it's probably we didn't solve this problem on the first negotiation, but it took us 97 Mr. days. I firmly believe that we'll be able to get there. Yes, sir. Your negotiators yesterday said that the concession Democrats were getting was to raise a debt ceiling. So within, within the, the room there, what concession are you willing to give in order to save the economy? I'm willing to make America stronger, to curve inflation, less dependency on China, and spend less than we spent the year before. Because you know what? When we're elected, 
the power is loaned to us from the American public. Who's representing them? It's not my responsibility to represent the socialist wing of the Democratic Party. If the Democrat socialist wing and Bernie Sanders cared so much, they would have passed the bill. They would have done something on the border. It is not my fault they won't take action. It is not my fault that the president would not meet with me for 97 days. I'm sorry, but the moment he was willing to meet with me, I've been there each and every day. And I firmly believe we will get and solve this problem. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, how much time will you give your conference to read the debt ceiling bill once an agreement is reached? 72 hours. Mr. Mr. Speaker, can I get clarity on that? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Jack Richards. Uh, uh, could I ask you a couple questions on popcorn from my colleague, uh, Melina, from our sister, uh, Albert, uh, NCD? Okay, ask your question. Yes, okay, okay. So, um, are you afraid that uh, voters will blame Republicans for this crisis and any possible default? And what gives you hope that a deal can still be reached? Well, first of all, I don't think there'll be a default, and I don't see how you would blame Republicans. If there's any blame Republicans have, we're the only ones who acted. So, as, if, if, if the American public didn't want some, if they get rewarded for not taking an action and ignoring a problem, the Democrats are going to win that award every day. They did that with Title 42 on the border. They've done that with inflation. They lied to us and told us it was transitory. They did that with the debt ceiling. They told us we shouldn't talk. So I'm sorry. If you want to blame Republicans for solving problems, we'll take that blame. Yes, Thank you. Will you blame progressives then if we default? Look, I'm not. The only thing I look at. If, a if the Democrats control the Senate and they control the White House and they wouldn't even do a bill and they wouldn't even communicate, I don't think I have to say who's to blame. If the Republicans have passed a bill that raised the debt ceiling, did it in a responsible, sensible way, I think the American public understand that. But first of all, let me tell the American public, I am not going to give up. We're not going to default. We're going to solve this problem. I will stay with it until we can get it done. But Let's be honest about this. We have to spend less than we spent last year. It is not my fault that the Democrats cannot give up on their spending. And you would think, if you have the most revenue in the history of coming in, but when the Democrats were in power, they spent the most money. So we have the most expenses going out, the expenditures. It's not, it's not a revenue problem, it's a spending problem. And then you have the highest amount of debt. Don't you think that would finally wake them up to be sensible? Now look, I don't want to point things out, but we have a new here with CNN. I just heard on your news station that 60% of Americans believe the debt ceiling should only be raised after you found savings. So to your question, your question, I think we're representing the American public, and that's what we'll continue to do. But I apologize. I got, I got to open up the house. I appreciate spending time with you. We'll continue to keep you updated as we go. And I look, I look forward to the days. Thank you all. Thank Okay, uh, right there you saw Kevin McCarthy impromptu uh, press conference for War Room Posse. Remember, we started doing this when he started doing this today for the first time. CNN and MSNBC picked it up live. They're following Real America's Voice in the war room. You know why? Because we put you exactly where the action is. Okay, 202-225-3121. The, the negotiators are going to meet later this afternoon, but you must tell them, show us your work. We need to see Janet Yellen's financial model. Is June 1st a phony deadline? 
We believe it is. Okay, so make sure you have everybody's back. You got everything else. Charlie Kirk on Real America's Voice, two hours of populist nationalism is going to follow you. We're going to be back at 5 to 7 tonight. Uh, at 5 o'clock, we're going to have pregame. I think we got Kerry Lake, who we couldn't get on this morning because taking the press conference. We're going to have Kerry Lake live from Arizona. Raheem's going to join us. Others, 6 o'clock, we are going to pick up the, uh, the DeSantis, the oligarchs ball. David Sachs, Elon Musk, two uh, oligarchs, uh, and, of course, all the fanboys in conservative Inc. You know you're rubbing up on Elon Musk. We're going to have that live. This bizarro uh, DeSantis, I don't know, his his consultants that are sucking so much cash out of him are going to bury this guy. Okay, Charlie Kirk's next. Make sure you go to it. We, had, we couldn't get time today for Mike Lindell. We'll get Mike back on tomorrow. MyPillow.com, promo code WAR. Remember, you are manning the ramparts. You need a great night's sleep. If you want to sleep, the sleep of the just, do it on the products of MyPillow. MyPillow.com, promo code WAR. The MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free, plus the topper. I think it's a massive discount on it. Go check it out. That topper will change the way you sleep. MyPillow.com, promo code WAR. Okay. Charlie Kirk, a follow us. want to thank Real America's Voice for picking up, making sure we get live from Geneva this morning with Michelle Bachman and Nor Ben Laden. We'll put Nor Ben Laden's, we'll go on, we'll go on Getter and put Nor Ben Laden's uh, new, the websites up. Five o'clock tonight, we're going to do the pregame of the DeSantis launch. Make sure you're back in the worm. Also, updates on the debt ceiling. You're the creditors committee and we're your humble servants. Charlie Kirk, two hours of populism, nationalism. Keep it right on Real America's Voice next. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.